0: Hello, world. This is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here, we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. I know you've probably heard it, but it works. You go to your kid with a fresh patch of brownies and These are straight from the oven and mm, smell so good. But just before your kid takes one, you tell him, you know, I got to tell you the truth. I put about a half a teaspoon of poop in the mix. Now you won't taste it because, well, it's a double batch of brownies, but just thought you should know. Now, what is your kid going to do? Hey, hopeful welcome to for the hopes daily audio bible where we consider life and work in light of god's story and yep you're gonna hear a bit about poop today because we're keeping a real kind of crew that my friends is a theme that you're gonna hear in both our new testament and old testament passages today but if you want to make sense of particularly some of the stories in the Old Testament where the call to purity was so hefty that some people lost their lives for what seemed like a little bit of poop. That's the point. See, we like to think of God as a God of love, and he is that, and perfectly. But did you know that the most frequently mentioned attribute of God in the Bible is holiness? Now, unlike what we probably get from pop culture, holiness is actually more a function of the totality of God being wholly other, meaning completely set apart. And this encompasses moral purity, but it's even bigger than that. This makes his pursuit of us and the story of grace Rather amazing. But it's amazing, too, that pure holiness or goodness or justice can't, by definition, theologically or philosophically or logically, let any poop into the brownie mix. Not even a little. Any poop is an infinite offense to infinite goodness and holiness and justice and all that. So, keep poop in mind, (laughs) and that'll make some sense of what you hear today. Luke chapter 13, picking up in, yep, verse 1. At that time, some people came and reported to Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices, and he responded to them. Do you think that these Galileans were more sinful than all the other Galileans because they suffered these things? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. Or those 18 that the tower in Siloam fell on and killed, do you think they were more sinful than all the other people who live in Jerusalem? Nope. I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as well. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree that was planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. He told the vineyard worker, Listen, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it even waste the soil? But the man replied to him, Sir, leave it this year until I dig around it and fertilize it. Perhaps it will produce fruit next year. But if not, you can cut it down. No, friends, I don't know what that means. (laughs) I have to go look it up. As Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, a woman was there who had had been disabled by a spirit for over 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called out to her, Woman, you are free of your disability. Then he laid his hands on her, and instantly she was restored and began to glorify God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, responded by telling the crowd, There are six days when work should be done. Therefore, come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, Hypocrites, doesn't each one of you untie his ox or donkey from the feeding trough on the Sabbath and lead it to water? Satan has bound this woman, a daughter of Abraham, for eighteen years. Shouldn't she be untied from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he had said these things, All his adversaries were humiliated, but the whole crowd was rejoicing over all the glorious things he was doing. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like, and what can I compare it to? It's like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the sky nested in its branches. Again, he said, what can I compare the kingdom of God to? It's like leaven that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour until all of it was leavened. And there you go. That's up through verse 20, but we got a good chunk of Old Testament to get through and that's what we're going to do. But that whole idea, right? Leaven into 50 pounds of flour? He's using that illustration. um, And that has both positive and negative implications right remember he elsewhere warns of the leaven of the pharisees and what is the problem well to paraphrase or badly paraphrase charles spurgeon the problem isn't untruth the problem is almost truth it's like a little bit of poop all right, as we turn back to Isaiah, you know, I've mentioned before that, as the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible outlines it, the first 39 chapters of Isaiah are the start with the problem of servanthood, and then most of it is the basis of servanthood, which is trust. And chapters 13 through 35 are lessons in trust, mostly failed ones. And we finished that section today, and I trust pun fully intended that you will hear what we're supposed to trust as we become poop rejectors. i'm just having too much fun saying poop on a podcast about jesus isaiah chapter 20 uh, 32 indeed this is the righteous kingdom announced i'll i'll read you the little headings just to, so you can hear the separation indeed a king will reign righteously And rulers will rule justly. Each will be like a shelter from the wind, a refuge from the rain, like flowing streams in a dry land, and the shade of a massive rock in an arid land. Then the eyes of those who see will not be closed, and the ears of those who hear will listen. The reckless mind will gain knowledge, and the stammering tongue will speak clearly and fluently. A fool will no longer be called a noble nor a scoundrel said to be important. For a fool speaks foolishness and his mind plots iniquity. He lives in a godless way and speaks falsely about the Lord. He leaves the hungry empty and deprives the thirsty of drink. The scoundrel's weapons are destructive. He hatches plots to destroy the needy with lies, even when the poor person says what is right. But a noble person plans noble things. He stands up for noble causes. Stand up, you complacent women. Listen to me. Pay attention to what I say, you overconfident daughters. In a little more than a year, you overconfident ones will shudder, for the grapes will fail and the harvest will not come. Shudder, you complacent ones. Tremble, you overconfident ones. Strip yourselves bare and put sackcloth around your waists. Beat your breasts in mourning for the delightful fields and the fruitful vines, for the ground of my people growing thorns and briars, indeed for every joyous house in the jubilant city. For the palace will be deserted, the busy city abandoned. The hill and the watchtower will become barren places forever, the joy of wild donkeys and a pasture for flocks, until the Spirit capital S, until the Spirit from on high is poured out on us. Then the desert will become an orchard, and the orchard will seem like a forest. Then justice will inhabit the wilderness, and righteousness will dwell in the orchard. The result of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quiet confidence forever. Then my people will dwell in a peaceful place, in safe and secure dwellings but hail will level the forest and the city will sink into the depths. You will be happy as you sow seed beside abundant water and as you let oxen and donkeys range freely. The Lord rises up. Woe, you destroyer never destroyed, you traitor never betrayed. When you have finished destroying, you will be destroyed. When you have finished betraying, They will betray you. Lord, be gracious to us. We wait for you. Be our strength every morning and our salvation in time of trouble. The peoples flee at the thunderous noise. The nations scatter when you rise in your majesty. Your spoil will be gathered as locusts are gathered. People will swarm over it like an infestation of locusts. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. There will be times of security for you, a storehouse of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is Zion's treasure. Listen, their warriors cry loudly in the streets. The messengers of peace weep bitterly. The highways are deserted, travel has ceased, an agreement has been broken, cities despised, and human life disregarded. The land mourns and withers, Lebanon is ashamed and wilted. Sharon is like a desert, Bashan and Carmel shake off their leaves. Now I will rise up, says the Lord, now I will lift myself up, now I will be exalted. You will conceive chaff, you will give birth to stubble your breath is fire that will consume you the peoples will be burned to ashes like thorns cut down and burned in a fire you who are far off hear what i have done you who are near know my strength the sinners in zion are afraid trembling seizes the ungodly who among us can dwell with a consuming fire who among us can dwell with ever burning flames The one who lives righteously and speaks righteously, who refuses profit from exhortation, whose hand never takes a bribe, who stops his ears from listening to murderous plots and shuts his eyes against evil schemes, he will dwell on the heights. His refuge will be the rocky fortress, his food provided, his water assured. Your eyes will see the king in his beauty. You will see a vast land, Your mind will meditate on the past terror. Where is the accountant? Where is the tribute collector? Where is the one who spied out our defenses? You will no longer see the barbarians, a people whose speech is difficult to comprehend, who stammer in a language that is not understood. Look at Zion the city of our festival times. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a peaceful pasture, a tent that does not wander. Its tent pegs will not be pulled up, nor will any of its cords be loosened. For the majestic one, our Lord will be there, a place of rivers and broad streams where ships are rowed, that our road will not go and majestic vessels will not pass. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is is our king. He will save us. Your ropes are slack. They cannot hold the base of the mast or spread out the flag. Then abundant spoil will be divided. The lame will plunder it, and none there will say, I am sick. The people who dwell there will be forgiven their iniquity. The Judgment of Nations You nations, come here and listen. You peoples, pay attention. Let the earth and all that fills it hear, the world and all that comes from it. The Lord is angry with all the nations, furious with all their armies. He will set them apart for destruction, giving them over to slaughter. Their slain will be thrown out, and the stench of their corpses will rise. The mountains will flow with their blood. All of the stars in the sky will dissolve. The sky will roll up like a scroll, and its stars will all wither, as leaves wither on the vine and foliage on the fig tree. The judgment of Edom. When my sword has drunk its fill in the heavens, it will then come down on Edom, and on the people I have set apart for destruction. The Lord's sword is covered with blood. It drips with fat, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra, a great slaughter in the land of Edom. The wild oxen will be struck down with them, and young bulls with the mighty bulls. Their land will be soaked with blood, and their soil will be saturated with fat. For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a time of paying back Edom for its hostility against Zion. Edom's strength well, Pause. Remember, and I said this just a couple of days ago, but remember Edom were the descendants of Esau, right? Remember Jacob and Esau? And um, Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of soup, and then was a poopoo head not that Jacob wasn't a poopoo head just had to work in poop one more time but that's Edom who is going to experience judgment for fratricide Edom's streams will be turned into pitch her soil into sulfur her land will become burning pitch it will never go out day or night its smoke will go up forever it will be desolate from generation to generation no one will pass through it forever and ever Eagles, owls, and herons will possess it, and long-eared owls and ravens will dwell there. The Lord will stretch out a measuring line and a plumb line over her for her destruction and chaos. What's that mean? Right? What's a measuring line or a plumb line? Well, it's how they made sure that walls stood straight, right? It's used as an image here of of moral purity, of keeping keeping the rules. No nobles will be left to proclaim a king, and all her princes will come to nothing. Her palaces will be overgrown with thorns, her fortified cities with thistles and briars. She will become a dwelling for jackals, an abode for ostriches. The desert creatures will meet hyenas, and one wild goat will call to another. Indeed, the night birds will stay there and will find a resting place sand partridges will make their nests there, and they will lay their eggs and hatch them, and will gather their broods under their shadows. Indeed, the birds of prey will gather there, each with its mate. Search and read the scroll of the Lord. None of them, not one of them, will be missing. None will be lacking its mate, because he has ordered it by my mouth, and he will gather them by his Spirit. He has cast the lot for them, his hand allotted their portion with a measuring line they will possess it forever they will possess they will dwell in it from generation to generation and finally the ransomed return to Zion the wilderness and the dry land will be glad the desert will rejoice and blossom like a wildflower it will blossom abundantly and will also rejoice with joy and singing The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the weak hands. Steady the shaking knees. Say to the cowardly, Be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. Vengeance is coming. God's retribution is coming. He will save you. Pause. I just learned this. I think I knew it before, but the word vengeance, vengeance, avenge, revenge, uh, the root there is the word justice. So what's what's God going to do? Ultimately bring final and complete justice, for which I am again glad for grace. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped, Then the lame will leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. For water will gush in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched land will become a pool, and the thirsty land will become springs. In the haunt of jackals, in their lairs, there will be grass, reeds, and papyrus. A road will be there and a way. It will be called the holy way." The unclean will not travel on it, but it will be for the one who walks the path. Fools will not wander on it. There will be no lion there. No vicious beast will go up on it. They will not be found there. But the redeemed will walk on it, and the ransomed of the Lord will return, and come to Zion with singing, crowned with unending joy. Joy and gladness will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee. my friends that gets us up through chapter 35 we will wrap up with um, the very briefest of a couple proverbs proverbs 12 12 the wicked desire what evil people have caught but the root of the righteous is productive by rebellious speech an evil person is trapped but a righteous person escapes from trouble A person will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the work of a person's hands will reward him. A fool's way is right in his own eyes, but whoever listens to counsel is wise. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.